Welcome to the Passion Harvest podcast audio series. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. If you would like to watch this episode, please head over to our Passion Harvest channel on YouTube. We love taking you on a journey to discover your passions. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Louisa TV. The theme for this week is afterlife communication and this is the first episode in a four-part series where I'll detail my own experiences with the afterlife, the other realms of existence, the non-physical and loved ones. I don't always know the answers but I'll try my best to explain to you what I have seen visually and also received telepathically. It is my belief that we do not die, we are eternal. We are spirits having a physical experience and our body dies but our spirit lives on and returns once more to the physical realm. At the end of this episode, I'll offer you some simple tools and tips to communicate with the afterlife and also some signs that your loved ones may be trying to communicate with you. A fun, my fundamental belief is that we come here for love. We are love and we return for love and we are love in our human incarnation. So what happens when we die? Well, this is my belief based on all my research and my many, many hours of speaking with people who have had experience, near-death experience, NDEs, and have physically died and transitioned from their physical body but returned to life. And the experiences are, in essence, very similar although each person has their own experience based on their consciousness. Our consciousness is a perception of reality. So quite simply, when our physical body dies, our spirit leaves our body. There's a cord that connects the spiritual body to the physical body, and that is cut or tethered. We then are greeted by familiar energies, or light beings can, that often can be called soul family and we travel through a tunnel of light. This can be a white light or differing colours or multiple colours. Depending on the experiences in this life, we can go to a place of rest where our body receives, our, our spiritual body receives a deep physical rest, rest or we can travel to higher dimensions of realms. We experience very altered, very deep states of consciousness. We experience unification with all that is. There is no separation in this realm. We are not separate as we've uh, been taught to believe in our human incarnation. This connection, this oneness with everything could also be called unconditional love. So many spirits, when the physical body dies, leaves this environment, this human incarnation, this human realm. Some don't return, many return backwards and forwards, and it's not some far-off universe. It is just right here. It just vibrates at a different frequency. Some 
come and go. And as I said, it doesn't mean that they don't love you. Love has no boundaries, even in death. They're just a thought away. They're just a whisper away. They're just a call away. And it's a matter of changing your frequency to try and match theirs. This comes easily for some and harder for others, but there's no doubt with patience and more patience, you will be able to communicate with the non-physical realm. There are several or many spirits that are called earthbound spirits where their soul has not or the soul fragment has not left this physical realm. This can be for many reasons as well, a severe trauma at death and they actually don't know that they've died or waiting for a loved one or unfinished business. There are many reasons. And this is my experience today that I'm going to share with you of releasing an earthbound spirit. I've come to know her name as Emile Corbert. My first experience of Emile was in a bedroom at the top of a house. And I knew this house very well. I'd traveled there many times in my future memory, memories. I'd time traveled. I never consciously chose to time travel to this house energetically. I have actually never stepped foot in my physicalness in this home. But it was as if my soul kept calling me back to this house to see Edward. But this time I was there not to see Edward. I was there to see Emile. And perhaps I didn't find Emile. Perhaps Emile called me and she'd always been calling me to help release her from the tether of this earthbound as an earthbound spirit. I remember walking through a door and entering a room at the top of the house. This is where my soul transported me to. And it was a different time period. It was so hyper real. I couldn't believe what I was experiencing and feeling and seeing. It was silent. It was absolutely silent. And the air was light. It, it, when I was breathing, I wasn't breathing, but it just felt so light and so clean the feeling of the air. And I remember light streaming in through the window and it was the softest light and this shard of light, I could see even the dust particles in the light and it shone on a woman who was crouched over on a wooden chair. I knew she was an earthbound spirit. I knew she was a ghost. Again, I couldn't believe what I was seeing and I kept trying to look away because I didn't want to impose on her and I felt her to be shy and afraid of me, but I just couldn't look away. It was like one of those scenes that you see, but you're so intrigued and you want to look away, but you just can't. So this young woman still didn't look at me. She was wearing a high-collared dress and it was long over her feet. She had slippers on her feet and her hair was up in a bun. It was messy. Still, I didn't see her face and I energetically tried to pull myself out of the room, not wanting to impose upon her. And it's then that she started communicating telepathically with me. And she told me that she was a quiet soul and she didn't like loud noises and she was very grateful 
that no one no longer slept in this room. She wondered if I was a spirit, an earthbound spirit like her, because how could I have walked through the door or come through the door without opening it? And she wondered how I had seen her, she told me. No one had seen her for a very, very long time. It was then that as we telepathically communicated, she still didn't look at me, but we, and I never saw her mouth move. She told me pieces of her story and pieces of her life. She was born in 1852. Her father was Henri Colbert. Her mother's name started with the letter F. Her mother died when she was young and her father was a good, kind man and he raised her. He was either a priest or worked in a parish and he was able to educate her. When she was still a young girl, she was sent away in service to the house that she resided in where I was and she was quite quite proud actually she lifted up her hands and showed me her hands and they were still delicate and soft not like many of the other maids so she said she had had an easier life somewhat I asked her if she looked after a child in the house in this house so that's what I thought I asked if she was a governess or an au pair of some kind but she didn't answer me and she told me she was approximately 21 years old and she was waiting for her fiancé who never returned. She was still waiting for him. And I was under the impression that's why she remained earthbound. She showed me moments before her death as well. And interestingly, she did not die in the house in the room where I was located geographically with her. But I believe she came back there because her fiancé would know where to find her. She died in a small hut. I didn't see her transition into the non-physical, but I did see her last days or weeks. She was alone in a bed of somewhat. She, I remember her looking out a window and I looked at the window. It was one of those old panes of glass that were hard to see through. And she showed me this experience. It was dark, it was nighttime, and there was a large tree outside the window. And it was moving in the wind. It was very windy outside. She was terribly cold and she coughed a lot. Her feet were freezing. She wasn't so much afraid. She was more accepting of the death. It was if she was ready to die, if she knew she was dying and perhaps she wanted to share that experience with me because she didn't have anyone else to share her death transition experience with. She was alone, but she shared it with me and now I'm sharing it with you. She asked me to tell her story. And a few weeks after she shared her story with me, I again was transported to the house approximately three times. Never in the house, it was always in the grounds, in the garden. And I remember each time I looked up at her bedroom window and I saw her looking at me. And I looked up and she saw me looking at her and we both got a shock that we could see each other. 
And I knew after the third time I had to do a spirit release on her and send her into the light and call upon her soul family to transition her. She was hesitant at first, but she did trust me. And I do believe now I don't see her there anymore. I do believe she has transitioned. She told me in sharing her story, pieces of her life, and she honoured me with sharing pieces of her life, trusting me, that when I share her own journey of freedom, she told me in some way that those who listened would find their own sense of freedom, however or wherever that may be or whatever instance that will be. So I wanted to say thank you to Emil. It was an honour to know you and goodbye. <laughs> On another note, I'm excited to continue to offer you my intuited readings. Somehow I've remembered my ability to access portals of worlds and I receive loving guidance from the multidimensional realms for exactly what you are needing to hear at this point in time. I'm not sure who is always the source. Often I connect with loved ones, your soul, your future memories or past life memories. But always the loving guidance is of the highest order. And if you feel called to this service, I'll leave a link to find out more or book in the show notes. Communicating with the afterlife came from an early age for me and it may be hard for some to connect with loved ones or to communicate with the other side. I consider it almost like switching a radio dial, an old-fashioned radio dial and tuning into a different frequency, but I do believe with intention and patience and practice, there's absolutely no doubt that you will be offered communication. The other thing is to believe it as well, just because we can't see it with our physical eyes. We can't see radio waves or internet waves or TV waves, but we do believe they're real. We can't see emotions, but we believe they're real. And we can't see love, but we know it's real. I often say it's like feeling with your heart and hearing with your eyes and tasting with your ears. Make it nonsensical so the nonsensical becomes real. And this is the realm of thought. So here are some tips to connect with your loved ones. Number one, feel their presence around you. Number two, songs. You may hear songs repeatedly. Number three, when you look at the time, the sequence of numbers, this can often be angels or loved ones communicating with you. Number four is dreams. Dreams open you up to subconscious portals. Number five, ask, ask them to communicate with you. Number six, raise the frequency of your vibration as they are operating at a higher vibration. They are living on a higher vibration. 
to correlate the two in order to raise our vibration. One of the best ways you can do this is by thinking happy thoughts or thinking of happy memories. Number seven, write a letter with the intention of connecting with a loved one. I have learned in the bigger picture of all that is that our lifetimes are short. It's just a pinprick of a moment. And what matters is not things, it's the emotions that we take with us through this life and our many lives. It's the moments and it's the way we choose to experience those moments that enables our soul's growth and our soul's evolution. What matters is the relationships we have primarily with ourselves, but also with others that journey alongside us. So tell them what they mean to you and tell them often. Charles M. Schultz, who wrote, wrote the Peanuts cartoon, once said, it's not where you journey in life, it's who you journey with. You are deeply loved and cherished and love is what it's all about thoughts create things so be mindful of your thoughts and everything is going to be okay so thank you so much for listening to me today please leave a comment or a question below and I will answer it and I look forward to seeing you for next week's episode part two afterlife communication bye for now that is the end of our passionate episode. Thank you so much for listening and please subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends and spread the passion. As always, every day, may you be more and more passionate.